Well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, Thursday, uh, May 20th, 2021. Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Or, or if you want, Friday Eve, if you guys really care about that. Um, PVTV. Oh, by the way, coming up, I think, is it next week? Let me see. Yeah, next week, Wednesday. Uh, next week will be my one year anniversary. One year anniversary. Uh, PVTV, Political Views, TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views, TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you. And bring someone along with you today or tomorrow if you can. Just say, hey, check this guy out. Even if they just come for one day, it's cool. If they just take off, they say, hey, I don't like this guy. Whatever. Who cares? Just because they don't have any good taste, I don't care. Uh, tweet to me questions if you if you want questions, insights, or fights if you want to fight with me. Um, uh, cy- at Cyberclops, uh, C Y B E R C L O P S, uh, at Cyberclops, uh, uh, a, a cross between Cyber and Cyclops, my favorite X Men character. Actually, my favorite comic book character. He was the first one uh, that I uh, first comic book I read was an X Men X Men number. Actually, I think it was X Men number fifteen. Anyway, we are on top of it. We have our fingers right on the heart of the matter. We've been talking about stopping that $735 million in weapons for Israel. Even the thought of it happening might sway Netanyahu. That Yahoo, Netanyahu. Uh, though I think a couple days ago, I may have mistakenly uh, said $735 billion. It was million. Uh, Today, Senator Bernie Sanders is uh, planning to introduce a resolution of disapproval against the uh, uh, Biden's administration proposed sale of uh, advanced weaponry to the Israeli government, which continues to unleash, you know, deadly airstrikes on uh, occupied Gaza amid uh, calls for uh, global calls for a ceasefire and global calls to stop war crimes. Uh, Sanders told the Washington Post in a statement, at a moment when U.S.-made bombs are devastating Gaza and killing women and children, we cannot simply let another huge arms sales go through without even a congressional debate. And we should also, by the way, we should also uh, put limits on those arms, they uh, we have we should also say, hey, you can't use them for this, you can't use them for this, you can't kill children. Okay, uh, the Senate measure, which under the International Security and Arms Export Control Act of 1976, must receive a vote. There's no ways around it, uh, and it aims to block the pending U.S. sale of 735 million worth of Boeing-made joint direct attack munitions and small diameter bombs. Uh, During Israel's last bombardment of Gaza, U.S.-made bombs and aircraft have been deployed to obliterate a building housing media offices and kill dozens of Palestinian civilians and also damage the uh, uh, health agency over there, Um, as well as where they where they the only place they do testing for for uh, COVID. AOC said yesterday, uh, the United States should not rubber stamp, uh, be rubber stamping weapons sales to Israeli government as they deploy our resources to target international media outlets, schools, hospitals, humanitarian missions, and civilian sites for bombing. We have a responsibility to protect human rights. AOC rocks, by the way. 
Uh, AOC also introduced a resolution aimed at blocking the Biden administration's proposed sale of the $735 million in advanced weaponry to the Israelis in the House yesterday. Uh, and this is probably a concerted effort between uh, uh, Sanders and a AOC. Uh, these measures are there to send a message to Israel to get in line. Uh, toe to the party line, so to speak. To pass resolutions of disapproval must receive a simple majority support in both chambers. Eh, probably not. It probably won't. But even if the measures clear both the House and the Senate, Biden would still be able to use his veto power to push the arms sales through. A veto-proof majority of two-thirds would be required to stop the sales. But that would never happen. Too many Republicans support... Uh, um, war crimes. Early today, according to the Associated Press, Israel fired off another wave of airstrikes across the Gaza Strip, killing at least one Palestinian, uh, Palestinian and wounding several. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Not starting off good, but we'll, we'll, we can try. Senate Minority Leader, Minority Leader, so good to uh, say that, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy opposed legislation that would uh, form a bipartisan commission to investigate the deadly January 6th insurrection on the United States Capitol uh, by supporters of Trump. Uh, McConnell said on the Senate floor, after careful consideration, I've made the decision to oppose the House Democrats' slanted and unbalanced proposal for another commission to study the events of January 6th. This follows a Tuesday announcement by McCarthy that he also opposes an inquiry into the Capitol attack. What exactly do you think they want to hide? It seems McConnell held off because he didn't want to come out against it until it passed the House because there's no reason to let people how he know how he feels because it's very unpopular not to investigate what's happened by, by the American people. They want to know. Uh, and why would he want to sound like an obstructionist who is trying to hide the truth before he has to, you know? <laughs> uh, in Russia, Russia, uh, excuse me, Russia, China, Russia, China news, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the other world powers that are trying to destroy America. Uh, the Biden administration is leading a campaign against Russian attempts to assert uh, authority over Arctic shipping, shipping and reintroduce a military dimension to discussions over international activity in the area. Um, everybody, all countries want to keep the military completely out of um, the uh, Arctic Sea, uh, the, the oceans over there. Uh, so shipping is free for everyone. They want to keep military completely out of it. As Russia assumed the rotating chairmanship, and that's going to be difficult to do. If, if the United States has to put a military there to ensure that other military doesn't go there, that's sort of like um, bombing for peace, you know? Uh, as Russia assumed the rotating chairmanship of the Arctic Council today, the U.S. Uh, rallied, and when I say today, I mean it was yesterday, um, the U.S. rallied other members to oppose Moscow's plans to set maritime roles in the uh, North sea, uh, Northern Sea Route, which runs from Norway to Alaska, and its desire to resume high-level military talks with the eight-nation bloc. Those talks were suspended in 2014 over Russians' actions in uh, Ukraine. 
Remember, we talked about Russians' plan in the Arctic a few weeks ago and their buildup, military buildup. The uh, effort re, uh, reflects growing concerns in D.C. among uh, and among some NATO allies about a surge in Russian military and commercial activity in the region that is rapidly opening up because of, you know, climate change. Uh, Blinken stressed the importance of upholding effective governance and the rule of law to ensure that the Arctic remain a region free of conflict where countries act responsibly. Can I just point out, you know, just on the side note here, uh, in the Arctic, if it was where countries acted responsibly, responsibly, it would not be open to shipping. It would be covered with ice. We are not acting responsibly. Just thought I'd point that out. Uh, Blinken had previously questioned the legality of proposed Russian maritime rules and expressed deep reservations about Russians' military activity in the uh, far north. Several foreign ministers, including those from Canada, Iceland, Finland, Norway, and Sweden, agreed with Blinken's call to keep the Arctic peaceful and free of conflict under the authority of international rather than that of individual countries. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov who had earlier this week dismissed the uh, U.S. criticism because the Arctic, quote, is our territory, our land. <laughs> it's not land, it's ocean, but you get the point. Uh, he questions NATO's motives in deploying bombers and submarines to the area. Uh, Lavrov said, it is therefore important to extend the positive relations we have with the Arctic Council to encompass the military sphere as well, first of all, by revitalizing multilateral dialogue on military issues between the general staffs of the Arctic states. <sighs> Russia, China, Russia, China. And now, China, Russia, China, Russia. <laughs> China, Russia news. Lieutenant uh, J.T. Nicholas Lingo, spokesperson, spokesperson for the U.S. 7th Fleet, said in a statement, by the way, can I just say how interesting it is that the spokes, spokespersons for the U.S. 7th Fleet, his name is Lingo? <laughs> he said in a statement, the guided missile destroyer USS Curtis Wilbur performed what the U.S. Navy calls a freedom of navigation operation near the Paracel Islands in the South China Sea uh, today, which is, you know, of course, yesterday. Um, it was on Thursday. Thursday just started here, but it was Thursday all day, mostly all day yesterday in uh, the South China Sea. Uh, uh, anyway, it was asserting navigational rights and freedoms consistent with international law. Uh, China calls the Paracels in the northwestern uh, portion of the South China Sea the Zisha Islands. Uh, they have been under Beijing's control for more than four decades, despite competing claims from Vietnam and Taiwan, and China has fortified them with military installations. You know, it's funny. Taiwan claims, claims uh, also claims these islands. So uh, China says that they actually own Taiwan and, and that Taiwan is not independent. So if China says that Taiwan doesn't own the islands, is China then saying that Taiwan is independent? <laughs> Politics, man. You got to love it. Uh, Beijing, which claims uh, almost all of the South China Sea as its territory, said 
the movement of the U.S. warship violated its sovereignty. Uh, PLA warships and planes followed the U.S. ship. A statement from China's People Liberation Army, which is the PLA, said, U.S. behavior violates international law and basic norms of international relations, increases regional security risks, and are prone to misunderstandings, misjudgments, and accidents at sea. Yeah, I think he, they might be hedging a little bit that an accident might be coming. Oop, I didn't mean to send that missile into your ship. <laughs> um, but Biden, in a speech at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy uh, yesterday, accused China uh, and also Russia of uh, disruptive actions, challenging decades-old international rules, protecting maritime commerce in the South China Sea and other waterways. Other waterways, meaning the Arctic, of course. Um, it was the fifth time this year a U.S. warship had trans- transited the Taiwan Strait as the Biden administration strengthens ties with the island of uh, Taiwan, the nation-state of uh, Taiwan, which China claims they own. Uh, the PLA's English-language website said, the U.S. warship, warship action sent an, uh, sent erroneous signal to the Taiwan Independence Force deliberately disrupted and undermined the regional situation and jeopardized the peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. Now, if you look at a map, Taiwan is not too far from China. It is really close to Taiwan. It is scary close to Taiwan. I mean, uh, Taiwan is scary close to China, rather. Uh, So, uh, this... This is this is just very dangerous. What's going on over there? I'll just say that uh, China. We already saw what China did in Hong Kong. I mean, Hong Kong is supposed to be independent still, but it's not right now. I mean, China is doing some bad stuff, and they need to be spanked. Uh, the campaign legal, uh, uh, yeah, the campaign legal ca- uh, center yesterday filed a suit against Federal Election Commission, charging that uh, the regulatory agency has failed to enforce the law against a group that spent millions of dollars on advertisements targeting key voters and opposing 2020 Democratic presidential primary candidate uh, uh, candidate Bernie Sanders. Uh, Though Sanders ultimately, you know, suspended his second presidential campaign and endorsed uh, Biden, the Vermont Independent's impressive finish in Iowa caucuses and victory in New Hampshire uh, Democratic primary were immediately followed by the formation of the Big Tent Project in mid-February uh, 2020. Uh, in little over one month after its formation, it spent more than uh, 4.8 million, let's just call it 5 million, on ads expressing advocating uh, against Sanders and targeting voters in the states whose primary elections followed New Hampshire's. It violated the Federal Election uh, Campaign Act by uh, failing, which, by the way, Federal Election Campaign Act, FECA, it, it, it's really close to fecal. <laughs> so, I, I mean, campaigning is really crap. So it's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, it violated the Federal Election Campaign Act by failing to register as a political committee and disclose its, con- uh, its contributors. You know, Right-wing Democrat Joe Manchin may have been part of it. Of course, he is the Democrat blocking a lot of what the Democrats want to do. He is a Democrat name only, a Dino. 
Uh, I think of West Virginia, right? Isn't that where he's from? Michael Cohen yesterday said that he believed Trump would flip on everyone, including family members, as New York investigators uh, get closer to the Trump Trump organization in the investigation. Um, yeah, Cohen, uh, you know, he's the former fixer, former attorney for uh, Trump, who uh, ended up... Uh, uh, being put on house arrest, I think he ended up because of COVID or something, I think. Uh, he was in jail. Uh, speaking with MSNBC's Joy Reid, uh, Cohen said he believed that while legal scholars and the public wondered whether investigators might flip people close to Trump, such as, you know, Rudy Giuliani, um, the Trump Organization CFO Alan uh, Weiselberg, he said Trump himself would ultimately be the one to switch sides. He said, I think Donald Trump is going to flip on all of them, including his children. Uh, He added, I really believe that Donald Trump cares for only himself, and he realizes that his goose is cooked. This would show sociopathy. Uh, You know, I keep on saying he's a sociopath. He's truly a sociopath. What we've always believed. His own niece, Mary, has said that he's a sociopath, and she has a degree in psychiatry. So... If she says it, it's probably true. She knows better than anybody. Moving on. Uh, Texas became the largest state yesterday with a law that bans abortion before many women even know that they're pregnant. Uh, But with a unique provision, this is how they got around the Constitution, possibly. Uh, The unique provision that essentially leaves enforcement to private citizens through lawsuits lawsuits against doctors or anyone who helps a woman get get an, an abortion. Uh, The law signed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott puts Texas in line with more than a dozen other states that ban abortions after the detection of a fetal heartbeat uh, as early as six weeks. That's earlier than uh, a a test might show that she's pregnant. So that's why it's a problem. Uh, Federal courts have mostly blocked the measures from taking effect. But with the Supreme Court this week agreeing to take up a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy, abortion uh, rights activists worry that a a ruling favorable uh, to the state could lay a groundwork for allowing even more abortion restrictions, including the so-called heartbeat bills. Uh, Texas's version is unique in that it prohibits state officials from enforcing the ban, but instead... It allows anyone, even someone outside the state, to sue an abortion provider or anyone else who may have helped someone get an abortion after the limit and seeks financial damages of up to $10,000 per defendant. Critics say that uh, the provision would allow abortion opponents to flood the courts with lawsuits to harass doctors, patients, nurses, domestic violence counselors, uh, it could be a friend who drove a woman to the clinic, or even a parent who paid for the procedure. And, and this is insane because are they saying that anyone could sue? I mean, wouldn't the court say you have to be an aggrieved party? I mean, there's precedence. You you can't sue unless you're you're aggrieved, right? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Center for Food Safety yesterday denounced the Biden administration's envir- uh, EPA 
uh, for arguing that Roundup should remain on uh, U.S. shelves for an undisclosed uh, period of time, even after admitting that the Trump-era review of glyphosate, uh, that's the uh, key ingredient found in, in Roundup, uh, was flawed and requires a do-over. I, you know, it's time for my segment, Let's Call Out That Piece of Crap Bill Nye. Hey, douchebag, today is the day to make an about-face and call on Congress to drape, uh, drop glyphosate from the market. Then maybe we could forgive you. Uh, if you remember, Bill Nye went, did a, a, a tour of the Monsanto factory, and suddenly when he came out, he was like, Oh, hey, we love Monsanto. I, everybody wonders how much he got paid to say that. Everybody wonders. Allegedly. Uh, in its federal court uh, filing uh, requesting to redo Trump uh, administration faulty assessment of glyphosate, the EPA failed to provide a deadline for a new decision, and it should stay on the market in the meantime. That's the problem. I mean, it should just reverse the decision instead of just look for a new decision. Remember, the EU, Mexico, Canada have all banned the use of glyphosate, and or a ban will go into effect pretty soon. They've they've already ruled. Moving on, jobless claims fell to a fresh pandemic era low of 444,000, a decline from the previous week's 478,000. However, continuing claims edged higher rising to 3.75 million, an increase of 111,000. <clears> Continuing claims run a week behind the headline number. Uh, Non-farm payrolls grew by 266,000 against estimates for 1 million. Uh, that was really disappointing. Uh, they thought it, uh, jobs would grow a lot more. Uh, the total of those receiving benefits tumbled to nearly, uh, by nearly 900,000 to just shy of 16 million. In the coming weeks, claims are going to fall greatly, not because people don't need it or don't qualify, but because states are cutting them off. So that is going to change dramatically. And it's funny. It's going to show unemployment numbers dropping under the Biden administration, even though Republican governors are going to be causing it. Isn't that interesting? All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, May 20th, 2021. Thursday, May 20th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Man, do I appreciate you. If you can, bring someone with you tomorrow. And I know it was a little longer today. I know it was. How much longer? Uh, not too bad. I did it under 24 minutes. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, and you can tweet me questions if you want. Questions, insights, or fights. Whatever you want to do. You want to fight with me? Come on, bring it on, you little bitch. I didn't mean that. I like you. Uh, you can tweet me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, crossover between Cyber and Cyclops. And remember... Man, I got to say it. Always remember, please always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.